0: Welcome to the upstreamlife.com I'm your founder and editor Vishal Krishna. I've loved blockchain for the last seven years and the impact that it's had on the world. A lot of uh, thinkers, economics, politics, technology talking about it. Finally, the world is heading in a direction where we see practical use cases. I've got somebody who's uh, worked in this industry for a while. He's been looking at it from an academic point of view and a commercial point of view. I've got Tomas from uh, Nethermind with me. How are you, Tomas?
1: I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. It's fantastic to be here.
0: In India? Yes. Is this in your India. first time?
1: Yeah, it's second time in second India. Time. Last last year was my first time. I was here in Bangalore as well for a few days. How do you and like I'm the community? Time. Uh, fantastic. It's like so many people attendance is great at the events. You see lots of, uh, lots of people very early at the university being interested in uh, learning about the projects, looking for the entrepreneurial opportunity, mm-hmm. Uh, probably a bit of exploration of technology. Uh, people are very, very, very interested in hearing more and they're very inquisitive. Right? So but, and lots and of young questions.
0: too, and young, very young, I guess. Uh,
1: yeah, I think that here the community is very often like uh, lots of students. Lots of students, <laughs> I think in uh, other other locations, so say a bit more of a mix of the uh, like business, traditional yes. shop business and students coming together to the events. Or, or maybe it's just the nature of the events that I attended in India. It's uh, it, it's my perception from like two true. or three events.
0: I mean, I mean, I'm 43. But when I go to an airport, you see all these young people and you think I'm already a pensioner at 43. <laughs> you know, that's it's strange, isn't it? It's, it's beautiful also. I want to talk about you. How did you enter this blockchain community where you always into immutability, trust, you know, collaboration? Is that how you got interested in building this?
1: Um, I think that my, my story uh, Probably was pushing me in that direction already when I was choosing uh, my interests around university time so I went to towards business administration but also IT and computer science and I was reading a lot about like the running organizations and a bit of policy making so I had this interest in how to how to lead the like yeah. economics the the organizations, the collaboration uh between between the organizations okay. um and and technology underneath so so from university and later i didn't touch blockchain for a long time i went to the like more like a corporate career path mm-hmm. I, I went towards investment banking okay i was in london investment banking and then uh, london was one of the hubs where people were uh, meeting like in those small underground meetings uh for for blockchain conversations and i went to one meetup like this it was like this uh, vaping bar in shara ditch and i went there and i was wearing this uh, suit from my like, it was just after work so so i entered in a suit to this like, small vaping bar and everyone was scared <laughs> <laughs> like are you someone from the, are is you spying the on them yes, spy. yes 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 <laughs> Uh, and then I started exploring. They started sharing the ideas with me and I started reading more and more and more mm-hmm. and more. And that was 2017. So uh, there are many people with like so much more experience started earlier, but because it's six years already, so for many new generations mm-hmm. uh, of thinkers, uh, I come with uh, like with, with expertise that I want to hear about. Okay. What does
0: the company solve? Nevermind, what does it solve?
1: Nevermind, nevermind was uh, designed as a company that will bring a bit more of a traditional approach in sustainable growth yeah. and delivering very very high quality yeah. uh, engineering solutions research uh, consulting but it was targeted as uh, bringing this uh, approach to blockchain that you you really believe in the vision and technology but you don't want to approach it in a revolutionary way of just discarding traditional finance that you uh, we wanted with none minds to to build solutions thinking that traditional finance will come to blockchain and that those two worlds will want to innovate together. And I think this is happening now. In yeah. 2017, it was a bit more uh, more Difficult. not obvious, yes. more or less. Sorry, it was much less obvious in a sense that blockchain was too small for many of the large companies. Yeah. They were interested, but they were coming and there was just the early days and yeah. very, very inefficient technology. Now the money involved is larger. Which means that there are more opportunities for careers and uh, it means also there is opportunity for business so the large banks such institutions yes. the government starts to look at it and think what big problems it can okay. solve okay
0: and you're solving for all these integrations between the old world and the new world uh, to simplify that yes lock, lock. very much very yes. much
1: this is uh, this is the goal for us to to make sure that we connect that we build bridges between the traditional <laughs> finance and blockchain and we do that with this uh, strong belief that mm. the blockchain is fantastic technology. Mm. Uh, with a lot of fun for the, the people who work at Nethermind. Yes. So we don't want to, uh, to lose that, that feel of exploration of being independent builders, mm. uh, of feeling like a part of the community and still bring the, the enterprise to that. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: You're an iBanker who got into this profession of building you mm. know, decentralized applications, integrating them of course. Uh, what is the current view on blo- blockchain or decentralized application? Do they want to integrate? Or how, will, how will a banking business integrate decentralized applications, for example, or decentralized finance?
1: Well, this will be a convergence of, mm-hmm. over time. I think it's unavoidable that mm-hmm. the, the governance and much of the financial systems mm-hmm. will move on chain because it's very natural to digitalize. Like they, The entire world moves yeah. to digital space, right? This is... Something that we've been talking about 10, 20 years ago. And now it was really, really hard to represent the value mm-hmm. uh, in that digital space. And blockchain delivered as solutions. Um, when you look at uh, decentralized applications, very often we see the decentralized application yeah. defined as a smart contract, yes. something that operates on chain. and. Uh, and totally independent and totally mm-hmm. like uh, free from any of the regulations. And so many, many people think that this, this is the only way. Right. But yeah, many people did think it's the only way. But yeah, yeah and, it, and changed, they want huh? it this way. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you have to also appreciate that this, this might be the direction that will be mm-hmm. important. But for many institutions and governments, it's better to be cautious to think about it as, oh, this is innovation, we need to digitalize assets. We want to represent the value in the yeah. digital space, but we cannot go there without uh, without that cautiousness, regulations, and so yeah. on, if we want to move already the institutional money in yes. And those two spaces coexisting is very beautiful. If yeah. you have a space that allows anyone to interact with the system, but also protects the the large institutional Payments uh, from from the lack of oversight and and protects it from all the um, all the hacking, yeah, dentures, absolutely. and so on. That, that, these are great use cases. And
0: is the world really moving in that direction? Early any early experiments in your in the banking community or the i banking community? Do you see? Definitely. You don't have to name anybody, but do you think that community is interested? Do they sit in your talks? I know you talk in a lot of places. Uh, What's the general feeling like? They want to experiment or they were saying that, look, it's still a lot of people think that this is the way, but like you mentioned it, you can have your own private blockchains if you wanted. People have already tried hyperledger, smart contracts. You can have a hybrid of sorts where you can have immutability from outside. People from outside come and give consensus. You can have a lot of mixtures, right? That's, I see it that way though.
1: Uh, yes, this is very much happening. And I think there are two parts of it One is oh, this, this is a growing opportunity, mm-hmm. it's a large business, so we should start dealing with it. And this is this is traditional finance thinking, this is large enough asset mm-hmm. to be interested in it, okay. but it doesn't mean that it solves the problem <laughs> for them. it means that, oh, this is big, so our customers will need mm-hmm. to do, and there is opportunity there, so we'll provide the tooling and we'll start integrating, like custodian solutions, yes. uh, institutional staking, and so on is what we do at TwinStake yeah. as well. And the the other part is, problem-solving. So actually, what those institutions are coming to blockchain with, uh, what kind of problems they're coming to blockchain with. And and they say, well, in the digital space, when we digitalize assets, uh, what are the benefits and challenges? Challenges are identity on blockchain. Like, how do you, how do you bind the The keys like the public private key space of of blockchain traditional thing that you you identify yourself only by the by the number really like and, and how do you bind it to the physical world, so digital identity uh, the reputation tracking in the in the on chain behavior with the respect of privacy and and blockchain is a bit of like this dance between transparency and mm-hmm. privacy because what should be transparent what should be private like you would you would like to have transparency of mechanisms for those institutions they wouldn't want to say we interact with each other, with governments, mm. with other institutions, want to see what happens there because we don't want to trust each other. Like those institutions okay. want to play business and, and, and verify what each other is doing. Absolutely. but want to provide privacy to our users to, to protect their data, uh, to protect their, uh, the trading uh, information and so on. Um, not other way around, but, but you also have the risks of ending up with the other around solution. So institutions come and say, we want to solve the, the problems of the digital world. Uh, we want to solve the problems also of a reconciliations between like the, the large corporations or so, like the governments dealing with like policies, their big money tracking, treasury yes. reconciliations. This happens like the, the accounting and reconciliation. The there's a massive mess in in large institutions, right? They keep losing money. They keep uh, like comparing the numbers. It happens every fifteen yeah.
0: years or so. Yes,
1: so it. so blockchain <laughs> definitely helps with this verification. So it says like everything has to match and everything can be verified super fast, which means that you have massive amount of computation done that can be verified almost Very quickly, immediately. Yes, um,
0: and you you're right on the privacy part of it. For example, banks when we when we take a when you go for a loan or something they know everything about you, where you're spending your money you know, you know you've been to a restaurant they know everything right blockchain can actually help saying this this person is a verified customer you your your information is kept private and yet somebody can verify saying that yes you can lend to this individual right instead of taking that entire transactional history right and that that's the sort of privacy is another application of blockchain perhaps or in the web3 world right
1: Yeah. So this this uh, kind of selective disclosures or like range disclosures that we say that uh, in blockchain are possible with the with the cryptographical mechanism that I can Mm -hmm. say if someone requires me to have particular annual income to take a loan, like the mortgage, for example, say, or maybe, maybe rent a flat. I'm Mm -hmm. coming and say, I would like to rent a Mm -hmm. flat and say, prove me that your monthly income is above this number. I can tell them, yeah, sure. Here is a proof that it's above this number, but Mm -hmm. I don't have to tell you whether it's ten times above this number or just above uh and that's the level of privacy that that seems most convincing because with privacy you can go in the in the risky areas mm-hmm. of saying that you you support illegal activities and you know nothing about what happens uh you can you can go also in the risky area of no privacy at all or everyone can check everyone's yeah details. Uh, behaviors details yes. which which may uh pose a risk for people who want to mm. like because, because some of my illegal activity might <laughs> may target people who are visibly uh, better off, right? I so say, oh, Absolutely. this person is wealthy, Absolutely. they keep lots of assets, so we target them and, yeah. and you want to protect yeah. those people.
0: It's, it's interesting. I want to draw one more analogy and let me know, I mean, this is just gen, a general thought, not your, I don't want, I want your personal mm. thoughts, need not represent your company. I want to set that very clear to the audience because you come from the world of finance previously. Uh, the VC community, obviously the venture capital community, the right. private, equity company, you know, c- private equity companies, they raise a lot of money from LPs, limited partners, mm-hmm. right? And there's no information flow there too, right? The LPs asking why is there no return? Uh, you know, if we have a seven-year timeline, but the fund has gone to 11, 12. Why haven't returns happened, right? There's a good way for blockchain to apply in this type of use case too. Where has the money gone in? Why has it gone in? Right? How much will my return
1: be? There are use cases like this, uh, very often, probably. I feel that this is not always the problem of technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, question is, can you can you really solve tracking where the where the money went without blockchain? The majority of the cases, yes, because there are some uh, much much higher level trust issues than just the calculation. Like yes. when you're a Absolutely. limited partner, or VC, you're investing. Uh, the trust is everywhere, so the blockchain will not solve all the trust mm-hmm. requirements mm-hmm. because you trust the founder, yes, you trust the partners, uh, so so blockchain doesn't solve that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may help with reconciliation of all the different systems. Mm-hmm. Let's say that uh, if we if we all want it to be to be fine between us and like we want to track it together, we make sure that that we verify quickly mm-hmm. if the cal- we we can limit the amount of computation that we have to do can if it? it's if it's very complex, not in this case, like we see it shouldn't be complex computation you want to track it, you maybe you want to have some transparency, not necessarily, not here. necessarily. Okay. Uh, and, and this is something that I very often encourage people to think that the blockchain should be, there are some potentially simple cases that are very often advertised as okay. this is what blockchain solves. And then, people intuitively feel like well why why, why do I need it this mm. doesn't seem like such a problem I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're answering the question yeah. so
0: the use cases are limited you're saying at this point of time
1: well, they are always limited but not limited in a sense okay. that they're not extremely valuable okay. now uh, how about this
0: example say farm to fork everybody talks about traceability of uh, vegetables from the mm. farm whether they're pesticide free and the supply chain, is it perfect? Is it creating all the numbers? Are they verified? Is it reaching the store fresh? Is it really nutritious to the customer? Is that a use
1: case? <laughs> it's uh, it's often mentioned as a yes. use case. And again, I, it seems to be not getting traction. This is mm. one of those end Why use is that? cases. Why yes. So I, I remember the use cases like uh, supply supply chain tracking, the the medical records, mm-hmm. and, and a few other things like privacy. Which always feels to be like failing in delivery because blockchain sometimes is is a bit less powerful when you have to connect the physical world mm. and the and the yeah. on chain. Yeah. Like the, the, the digital it. world. So the thing is in the supply chain you have to somehow tag the items, track the items, and but in the physical world you can replace the item and kind of yes. fake it, uh maybe remove the tag and, and, and then It can be tampered. Yes. But in the digital space, very often you can really bind the assets Mm. to the, Mm. to the blockchain representation. There's no way to tamper with it. Mm. And more and more value originates Mm. in the digital space and travels only in digital space, like NFTs, the art, but also the, the, the ownership, Mm. like some kind of certifications of ownership. If I'm a certified, like the, like a notary or like Mm. the authority that can give you the ownership of a, of a property. Yes it originates already on blockchain and it travels and there is no way once again oh, the property will be related to if it's a physical property then it becomes a problem Correct, like, because how do you represent that it got damaged that like mm. someone took on all the but if the property is also digital mm. then blockchain is fantastic and probably more and more value oh, no, will no, be it makes will more be sense. so that's why we talk so about metaverse digital, right? so digital property digital yes. property yes and the digital for digital property there's no better solution than blockchain. than blockchain and the value of digital property probably sooner or later will will get higher than the value okay. of all the physical properties. Okay. At what
0: stage of the curve are we on? Uh, Low-end adoption, <laughs> high-end adoption, hockey stick. I mean, we bring in all these terms you would have been used to. Where yeah. are we at this stage? You know, you're right. When people build on blockchain or Web3, they identify a use case. This digital property is something very important. Mm. It need not be physical. You don't have to apply it to the physical world. This is interesting. So when people build, they often get confused? Or, or are people making up too many narratives as you see it?
1: yes i feel there are some some intuitions that are that are wrong that happen at the beginning mm. of exploring of mm. blockchain I, I had them as well I like this was feeling oh this is the way and then and then you maybe after a few months of, of heavy reading you start to realize that there are this is extremely powerful technology but very often it's uh it's suggested as a solution to the problems that yeah. feel like the most obvious at the beginning but the, the problems that are really really uh, important and really being solved by this technology they're so convincing later yeah. you go deeper into it and you think oh this is revolutionizing the way mm. how the economy mm. and the and the collaboration mm. and the governance mm. appears in the in this new world like the digital
0: correct complete digital world yeah you know we, we
1: know metaverse is this yes. like uh, f- funny funny looking uh, characters walking around and we think oh this is just a joke right so metaverse looks for us uh, very very funny now but in, in the, the future change. it will be evolving right which means that you really will have this existence the digital existence you'll be caring a lot about the ownership there mm-hmm. about your economic mm-hmm. activity there and there'll be no other way and also like representation of all the assets in the world probably will move to the uh, that's
0: on-chain. where you're saying we need a consensus mechanism that's where we need uh, immutability and trust in that set of that kind of a setting
1: we need a very strong technology We yeah. like lots of lots of research in space of the like cryptographical primitives yeah. that we're using yeah. uh the the protocol design yeah. the robustness of the protocol so as you say like the consensus mechanism yes. there's there's lots of uh, research in mathematics and mm-hmm. cryptography around the space and in, um, in computer science yeah. and we're building it better and better. Yeah. And it might be more reliable for mm-hmm. the world that comes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we talk about our digital assets. We yes. talk about our digital identity. Mm-hmm. We talk about our uh, digital like web reputation, yes. something that's disconnected from the real world but it might be that it will be 99 percent <laughs> of our economical activity in the future and, and then we talk about
0: that's a few years away now as it's
1: very I mean, very yeah. likely very likely it will be progressing very fast mm. and for many people even nowadays their their digital wealth is much higher than yes, they In uh, many developing ec- uh, economies people may be really constrained economically so, uh like a lot of the hedge of t- funds
0: have digital wealth uh right.
1: yes obviously obviously uh and this is maybe this is a reason that sometimes um uh, the less limitations in the digital space to just to multiply right Correct. like to uh this there are less concepts of maybe things things passing fading and, and and inheritance and taxes and so on so it's, it's easier to amass over time i'm and glad you said it's inheritance. Also i'm sure inheritance also will go digital now with the wills uh very very likely and this will be lots of lots of minor challenges <laughs> of like legal legal aspects of, of blockchain right. digital wealth and so
0: i want to talk about the team you're building uh-huh you yourself are a global nomad you're go, you go you go where you know you're talking you're meeting people yes how do you manage your team and how do you build this for the ecosystem
1: mm, that's a n- now uh like really 200 people collaborating okay. together uh, so, so company is based in UK and, and that's why it has uh, permanent employees, but also collaborates with, with people from 50 countries. And, uh, they, this was always, this was always an all remote company. Yeah. And you know, the, the pandemic globally yeah. pushed lots of companies to this like, or, all for remote formats yes. and they had to learn it and for us it was natural. We just continue always yeah, doing, doing that, this. That, yes. And, and maybe because we already had experience, all the people that suddenly during the pandemic started looking for the place where, where they will feel like everything is designed properly mm-hmm. for that remote mm-hmm. work, uh, they found a way to us. And as soon as the company was growing very well in the last two years, three years, and uh, how do we manage people very naturally? It just it's feels natural. natural it feels
0: like- natural because you're born. Remote. Yes, logging, logging into yeah. to our you know, Slack You're channels. not locked into any real estate as such. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay, how should companies, companies are large corporations in India globally. Do they come to you to understand uh, how they can move into a decentralized world? Uh, is that part of, today you're an open, open community. Uh, have you monetized saying that we'll consult with you, we'll help you? Is that happening?
1: Uh, yes, definitely. So this is this is a large part of the revenue model for, for NetherMind. So we collaborate with, with designers of the protocols mm-hmm. but we also help the large corporations mm-hmm. uh, to understand like very often they come with with very much understanding already mm-hmm. and they and they choose us because they know that they can build with us arbitrary complexity of the blockchain systems but they they also sometimes come to just first questions like introductory yeah. questions How right so work, really? that's what we're building even even more now with this like thinking we'll work with lots of uh consulting like management consulting companies and tell them that we come with the, with the full guidance okay. of how to enter the blockchain, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's I, I interesting.
0: To... I mean, really, so being a global nomad, do you get time to read, do you get time to, uh, what, how, do you, how do you unwind really? Do you get time to, I know networking is great, we are at the build for web, you know, Web3 conference or 2023, but apart from the networking, how do you unwind?
1: Mm. No, I'm, I think that I'm very, very much dedicated to, Mm -hmm. to work. It's a bit of my, like this positive sense of Mm -hmm. addiction. Like Mm I, I'm laughing that I, I used to play lots of like computer games (laughs) or like strategy. I actually, I stopped playing computer games in the last few years. I didn't touch them really, almost not at all. And, and I replaced it with uh, building the company and it feels like it's the same addiction. It brings the same, uh, same fascination of just, just managing, designing something. But it feels like it brings much more, much more added value for, for everyone and, and building together. It means that you have so many friends in the industry. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I, yeah, me being a nomad, but I meet many of my friends on the road. Like, we, we travel together for yeah. short terms. And we split that. I meet other people. I meet new people at conferences. It's, uh, it's fantastic. It gives a lot of Would uh, you say, I'll, I'm a fan of history.
0: So Thomas, you have to tell me, uh, are we in a sort of a cusp of change in the world with this technology?
1: Uh, the the change to the world with the technology of uh, we, blockchain. Uh, yes, we
0: saw the industrial revolution. We saw the <laughs> internet revolution. You mm. know, people talk industry 4.0 now, and now we're talking this, right? I mean, do you see it in a very special position for you? I mean, say yeah, I think
1: economically, uh, maybe maybe I'm so used to talking about blockchain that I see less as a revolution, more mm. as a as a tool. So. Yes. The revolution was the fact that we started representing everything digitally mm-hmm. and blockchain is the tool that helps you to to govern that so it's a it's a bit like would say that uh yeah when people started creating cities but then then you had needs for yeah maybe like legal systems and they started having this economic activity but would you say that it's like introduction of the legal systems was this like revolution that everyone remembers as it was so important the introduction yeah. of laws laws felt like that they, they were they were the building tool blocks. that they was were the building necessary blocks, yeah. for the coexistence of people together, in like in a community. So it's a bit like I say the blockchain is this necessary laws for for coexistence in a in a digital space. Would, so. you,
0: would you say it's like the early days of Rome,
1: city um, to city to?
0: Uh, it's early know? days of to special.
1: Maybe like no? some some science fiction novels, <laughs> like when we read them and we think how the how the future of civilizations may look. Uh, Which would I be city, define... kingdom,
0: republic, then dictatorship and back <laughs> maybe, to square maybe one. Maybe
1: some kind of like uh, <laughs> cy- cyber, cyberspace, cyberpunk and then follow forward, yeah, yeah. solarpunk ideas. Why not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. something. Thomas, something this, is,
0: this has been interesting. All the best to you. Hopefully host you in my studio next time. Thank you for meeting me. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you.